I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is episode 21 on the Merry Biz podcast with us and the Dan Norris. Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our merry biz on. Welcome back to the hashtag Merry Biz podcast. We are so freaking excited to be here. And it's not only Emma and I. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. We We have have a special guest. Yes. This week we have Dan Norris joining us on the show. And we are so excited. He was our very first interviewee guest. Oh, wait. Interview? Guest? Is that how I say And he's back on the show. And this time we're going to be talking all about action and taking lots of of it. Yes, because this is one thing that's really helped us, I guess, with our business that once we learn stuff, we then action it and that's how we make it happen. Yeah, you take action. It's just small <laughs> step after small step, action after, after action. action. I'm pretty that sure we say that results. every week. It's totally – this is so fun. Do you know why? Because we have a microphone each. Yeah, usually we share the microphone. Which means we can speak over each other. <laughs> Which is when probably am I supposed n- to talk? <laughs> I'm either guest on this damn show. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan. Dan, Dan is here. Anyway. Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm good. Good. This, and this podcast is a lot louder than podcasts normally are. I know. It's so much fun because, guys, we're in the same room. Like, we're all in yeah, the same room together. Yeah, I can see together. Dan over there. And, like, we can – like, he's in IRL in I'm real here. life. And so the first question we'd like to ask you, Dan, um, is what's good with you today? Oh. This week, you could. This you could week, also be this week. Yeah, what's what's, what's something really good that's happened well, this, this week? This is good. Sitting in my office with like a full like audio epic setup and yeah. talking about business when like good. normal people are working. That is pretty. This good. Is pretty good. Pretty Actually, normal epic. people are on public holiday, but on a normal Monday they would be working. Yeah, and, and they're excited they don't have to work. And is, this yeah, is like this, I know. I like this is like a good way for me to spend my time. Isn't it the best thing that like. I don't mind working on, on a public holiday. It's not really work, I, is it? You and I don't even work. think it's really work. Do you know what? I think I just get so excited that it doesn't feel like work and I just want to do it all the time. Yeah. Like, so it's not work. Emma, what about you? What's good this week? Um, well, I had an amazing weekend in Canberra visiting mum and dad. So I think that was Yay. the highlight of my week. It was really cool. We went out for lovely dinners and just spent some really nice time together. So that was really good. And now it's really awesome to be back at the Gold Coast. Beautiful weather. Want to get some epic work done. Cool. What about you, sister? Mm, well, I definitely would ditto what you said. Um, but as we know, I have to come up with a new one. That's I can't just say the same thing. There's a rule. So what's good with me this week is I got a totally awesome haircut. Ooh, I ditto as well. I got a new haircut. <laughs> Dan got a new haircut. I too. gave myself oh my a gosh, haircut. Oh, my gosh, we all got haircuts. 
Wow. Oh my gosh, this is the best. Best podcast interview ever. Your haircut's the best. I just did mine myself. It looks fine. It looks good. Because you shaved your beard. Mm-hmm. I'm much more aerodynamic now. <laughs> so I can get I can get a lot more shit done quicker. Wait, are you allowed to swear on your podcast? Probably not. Ooh. Well, did oh, did you know that Apple actually puts a little E next to you, anyone who swears? Explicit. Really? Yeah, E for explicit. Oh, I thought you have to say that. No. You can beep it out. You can, you can be, I'll be, I'll be do an episode better. about getting shit done without saying shit. Yeah, yeah. no, you got to say, say shit. shit. Yeah. Because normally on the blog we'd write it with like an exclamation mark, but you can't do that. You can't be like, shh. Yeah. <laughs> like, because that would just be weird. Totally, Leap. totally weird. I think but shit's okay. That's not really a swear word. I don't think, I don't so. think it's a shit. Is it? No. I don't think shit is a swear no. word. I used to think it was when I was little. I'd be like, that's the S word. Yeah. But when you're little, it's but, different. Yeah. And then, but I thought crap was a swear word too, the C word. Crap's fine. Yeah. Crap's anyway, fine. let's move on from C words and S words and let's move on to what we want to talk about, which is taking action. You. So we got so many emails asking us like, how do we do everything that we do? How do we fit it all in? How do we actually get stuff done? And Dan Norris is the king of getting stuff done. Wouldn't you say? No, I don't think so. I'm just a normal person. No, well, we do anyway. We think that you're amazing at taking action and you're very inspiring and you set up amazing processes to make sure it's an even more smoother kind of pro- like process, which is cool. It's very – we want to kind of implement this into our business and we're only just beginning, but you've had a lot more experience than us. So that's why we have you on the show today to talk to everybody, all the Mary Biz listeners, about getting stuff done. Yay. Yeah, love, yeah, I do like processes. Yeah, I, we could talk about processes. Let's talk about processes. Day, yeah. And um, like, when did you first implement processes? Like, I, I think um, really early on after I like realized I couldn't get my agency working, like, because I used to have like a local agency. Yeah. And I'd employ people locally, and I didn't outsource anything, mm-hmm. and I did everything myself. And I'm like, I need to figure out a way to like scale everything I'm doing. Yeah. But paying people locally was not profitable for me to do that because I wasn't making enough money yeah so I started researching I think I started following um a guy called John Jonas who I don't even know if he does this anymore this was quite a few years ago he was like the outsourcing guy mm. um and uh Dan Andrews from the Tropical NBA Chris Ducker mm. and just started learning about outsourcing to the Philippines mm-hmm. and I hired my first guy whose name was Andrew who was a developer this is this is probably five years ago and he's still my lead developer so, now. Yeah, we love Andrew. Yeah, and he's he's worked <laughs> with me through like four companies. That's so awesome. Amazing. Yeah, and he and um, I just had to get really good. I actually just like I like putting a process together with something, someone, and just knowing that they're gonna get it done without mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Like like when we got here, I just posted in my Facebook group about like welcoming the new members to the seven day startup community, and you're like, oh, didn't you do that? And I'm like, no, my VA did that. Yeah, that's part of like what mm. he does. It's really, really cool. So it's, the trick is the trick is though like working out what what can be proceduralized and what can't. And how do you do that? Yeah, the how the how to me is pretty easy. It's like, well, whether people in, listening find it easy. To me, it's easy. I just use a combination of tools: Google Docs, Trello, Zapier, um, and Slack. And that's yeah. how I do it for everything. All of my businesses, if it can be delegated to like a VA or a developer in the Philippines then I will be able to figure out how to do it. It's just a matter of writing the process yeah. um, and testing it and making it foolproof and and a bit of training as well, making sure the person is trained up, um, making sure the person is competent and sometimes you need to get rid of people that aren't. But generally you can get it done. But the the, the mistake people make is is 
trying to delegate too much that isn't really delegatable. Yeah. Like I'll give you an example with Instagram. Yeah. Um, my VA does like 80% of my Instagram account, but he doesn't do all of it. So mm-hmm. all of it, I mean, he doesn't decide what quotes go into Instagram mm-hmm. because I need to decide that. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't physically post them on Instagram because I need to decide when I'm posting it, if the mm-hmm. timing is right for that, if, you know, something has happened that would make me change what I say. Yeah. So he, So that's like the 20% that I do. But the 80% of doing like all the research on all the quotes available, scheduling all the quotes in Latergram, um, putting, you know, tagging the people's quotes who they are on Instagram, like setting up a piece of text to tag that so that when I share it, it's all there in front of yeah. me. Yeah. All of that is 100% delegatable to a guy who doesn't need to know about online marketing. He just needs to be able to follow a process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I write a process for the 80% and then I make sure that, He's responsible for me doing the twenty percent. Oh. So he, so he, so, so one of my things is I need to email my list for my group each week, right? He has a task using Zapier, which is a really cool tool that if you guys in the Tell audience haven't about seen, Zapier yeah. Zapier is like a, a, a little service that connects apps. Yeah, and so you can connect. You, you can connect anything. You'd be like, you know, when this person posts on Instagram, send me a text message or That's like crazy. So yeah, so I do one that I do all the time is. Um, Every, every say, week or every month, create a certain task in Trello and assign it to my VA. Um, so that's like a really easy one. Other ones But how are many of those do you have set up? Like, shitloads. Yeah. Yeah. And you can have different categories in Zapier now. So I've got like three different businesses so like, and different. So, you know, with your, how much? I know Zapier costs money. Like, not so much. So are you just on like the minimum Zapier? Uh, well, I've got three different accounts because I've got three different businesses. So WP Curve has like a pretty extensive account oh. with like hundreds of apps oh, running. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, for Black Ops, we use it a little bit with Black Ops. Um, not, so cool. Not big, we don't do big things with it with Black Ops, but um, with my, my seven-day startup stuff, I've probably got maybe 10 apps. So another yeah. example is like when someone joins my community, seven-day startup pro, they'll get a, a, an entry survey in yeah. type, type form, yeah. which is another I really cool that. tool. Um, but all the the contents from that survey will automatically go into Trello and my Trello. VA will be pinged in Slack so he knows we've got a new member and there's a whole bunch of tasks he has to do for new members. Oh, my God. So, so people can join and it's not falling back on. And this is a very, very small business. Like it's probably like 100K a year, seven-day startup. It's it's like it's just me and my one VA. Yeah. Um. But like this is what the procedures that need to be there. Otherwise, I know I'm not. I'm not going to well, do it. It's going to fall back on me. So I think it's like you can create a business with like which is actually set up legit. It's set up proper where you have like this system that helps you do your work. But it's an easy thing to set up. Like it's a, a very minimum like resources, money. You don't have to put much energy into setting this up. It's just yeah. like setting aside like a day to work out what. Zaps it's you like actually time, need. yeah. yeah. And the like, VA is like really low hanging fruit. Like it's like four, like five hundred, six hundred bucks a month. Yeah. for a good VA that's working full time for you. That's we'll amazing. C- communicate with you on Slack, you know, all day. Like whenever you need the person, they're not going to be as efficient as having a person in the yeah. office. But good luck finding someone. You're right. Like you're paying ten times as much to have someone here. You probably, I mean, it's very, very hard to hire local people. I've just tried to hire a developer on the yeah. Gold Coast and just gave up. Um, yeah. So. I think like, yeah, it's not a very big expense. Yeah. I think that's like the easiest place for people to start. Hire a VA and work out what are the aspects of what you do or what you could do that you could easily delegate. Like Instagram might, might not be something you're even doing because you think it's too hard and it's too yeah. much work and you forget yeah. to do it. And, you know, emailing your list, for yeah. example. Um, like I, my VA gets a weekly, one of his weekly tasks 
is to remind me to send an email to our list. And he goes in to the seven-day startup group, goes through all the threads. Anyone with more than like 10 replies on it will, will be considered like a successful conversation. Oh, wow. And then he goes into the into Drip, oh logs gosh. into Drip, I feel like I need drafts to an email. Down. It's all recorded. Carl. Yeah, and again, it's like it's like the 90% of what can be done. So he'll do all of that. He'll go into Drip and draft an email where um, he, he's got, hey, guys, thanks for being part of the Seven Day Startup Pro community. Here's the top 10 conversations for this week. You know, Emma logged in and said she was doing this on yeah. Mary Big Postcard. Here's a link. And then all I have to do is, and then he'll ping me. And then if I don't get back to him, he'll ping me again. It's his job to make sure I get yeah. it done. So wow. he'll keep doing that. And then if he can't get me on Slack, he's got my WhatsApp. So he messaged me on WhatsApp. So cool. And he um, will find you. So he will find me. So he's also managing you as well, making yeah. sure you're sticking to your this time. This is amazing. Absolutely. Because otherwise I wouldn't get anything done. Do you know wow. what? Like, I feel like a struggle, like for people who naturally don't create processes, like we don't create processes we want to ever and we are going to (laughs) like I'm like super inspired to do this right now um like I think the thing that stops us is like well what processes should we create like like Instagram works really well for you like what 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 is the thing that will I don't know like let us decide what is the first thing we delegate. I don't know. Does yeah, is, that there make like, sense? is there something that we like can an like, indicator? Yeah, is there something we can think about? Okay, let's think about every single task that we have in our business. How do we know which one to start with to delegate? Or do we just start? Well, I mean, for, for me, it was about like I knew I wanted to do Instagram. Like I was learning heaps from you guys and from Nathan. And I wanted to like, 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 when I met you guys, I had 400 followers on Instagram and yeah. it was like a, a picture of the same beer every day. Yeah. It was like the crappiest Instagram feed in the and whole entire world. And he hated quotes. He never quoted. Yeah, and I was like, quotes, quotes. on Instagram? What? And um, now look at your bloody and look feed. At, yeah. <laughs> and you now have it's nearly 5,000 followers, right? I've got like 6,500 yeah. and it's it, growing it, right? really, really quick. And it looks good. And it looks so good. Yeah, it's much better than it used to be. And, and so, <clears throat> so I just decided like, okay, there's like a million different online marketing things you can do. I, I want to do Instagram, but yeah. I know I'm way too busy to be doing 100% of it myself. Yeah. Okay. So um, I decided that I'm going to employ someone to do that. And same with content. Like I've got – I'm employing a new person to do content and the way that's set up – and this is a guy who's going to work in my office. Um, the way that's set up is whenever I have a thought about content, I'll record all, of the, all of the audio on my phone mm. using a, a, an app called Road Recorder and a little uh, podcast mic called – Rode Smart Lav, yeah. which is a little mic you pin to yourself, and it's an iPhone microphone. So cool. Um, and then you record it. So I record all these thoughts. I just did it this morning. I had like a thought that it could be an article, and I record that onto the phone, sync it to Dropbox. That I've got a zap set up so that every time something goes into that Dropbox folder, it goes into Trello. And when my new content guy starts on Wednesday, oh he's God. got a whole list of ideas of articles he can write. And he and then there's audio to listen to about all the lists. Yeah. So, so you're not yeah. only just giving him, oh, here's my ideas, you're giving him the content as well to work off. And then yeah. he just like it's so puts amazing. it all together. Yeah. So like what like you've you've hired a content developer who lives in the Gold Coast, like he's good at English, he's good at writing. Like do VAs do that kind of thing as well? Like or is that something that you can't really delegate? You can't really delegate like writing content. It's more like the process stuff where it's like uploading and or like inputting things? Well, I think it's it's like how much percent of something do you want the person to do? Yeah. And I mean someone who isn't – so so like a VA in the Philippines very good at following procedures. Yeah. Mm. And generally they're very – I mean it can be very hit and miss, but if you find a good one, like any good employee, they're very diligent, they're yeah. very hardworking, um, very loyal. Um they can follow procedures once they understand the procedure. It might take a few turns and yeah. it might take a few mistakes and it might take 
you being very direct with your feedback to make sure they understand it. Mm-hmm. But they will never get to the stage of being able to write yeah. original content to the standard that I want it. My VA, like if I gave my VA that task, he would probably transcribe the whole thing. Yeah. And I'd read an article out that I'd have to pretty much completely rewrite. Yeah, true. Whereas if I if I hire, you know, a guy who's a who's a writer, he's gonna pick up that audio, write a good article. Mm. I'm still gonna probably rewrite it, but I'm probably gonna go in and it, it might be five minutes as opposed to like a two-hour job. Yeah. yeah. And because I've got the money there, you know, the business is making money, I can afford to do it. Yeah. So I think you need to choose. And also like my idea of getting someone in the office, like I actually think I'm going to generate more content ideas yeah. with having someone to brainstorm with yeah. in the office. It doesn't all just fall back on me. Yeah. Well, Definitely. I think there's so much power to like sitting down with someone and talking about a topic yeah. and yeah. like seeing where your brainstorm goes. Like, I mean, like I swear, like every time we sit down for like – Lunch, we end up <laughs> we come up with a new yeah, idea. Yeah. We're like, oh my gosh, we need to do that. Yeah. Well, so I, like, think, I think it's it's like um, it's removing friction. It's like there's so many different yeah, things that I could yeah. work on. I've got three businesses. I'm doing all this content. I'm trying to manage the content at WP Curve. I'm trying to do the content for mm. Black Ops. I'm trying to do the seven day startup challenge and the seven day startup blog content. Yeah. And now a podcast. It's like you can't do everything. So what what parts of that can mm. you take out? And I set up that. as a process or hire I a person or, or automate. Like we talked about Edgar on another yes, episode. Yeah. Um, so like if there's parts you can automate, that then do that. But if there's not parts you can automate, then there are there are things you can delegate. And yeah. that's automate just having a process. Delegate. Yeah. So smart. I love that. And so like, taking away the friction. I really like that Yeah, me too. too. I think this is like you guys, I don't know if you've been talking about this talk, taking away the friction thing like without me, but I feel like <laughs> this is a new thing that like I haven't heard before that Dan said. Dan like, has talked Dan about Dan has been po- talking about it heaps, but I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, because it's like little things that yeah. stop you from doing Like yeah, with the, with the ideas, brilliant. I have Even like mental ideas. blocks that like stop – like. For example, like Periscope, like that, yeah. like the effort of doing that, just the thought of that is like friction. It's like I'm not going to do that. Like I'm not going to do well, you it. Often, you don't even really think like with my Snapchat thing. So I had my my VA. So so again with the like 90%, 10%, I wanted to have an idea come into my brain every morning, mm. right? So that when I do my Snapchats or when I do Anchor, it's another app I'm using, um, you can follow me at the Dan Norris on Anchor or Snapchat. <laughs> and follow Plug the pitch. MM sisters on Snapchat. <laughs> but if you want to learn what I'm talking about, you can see it in action at the Dan Norris on Snapchat. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, follow Dan. It's really so, good. He's awesome. So I, like, I was like getting Snapchat and like I really want to use it, but by the time I get to the coffee shop and think about the ideas I want to talk about, I'm already there and then yeah. I've walked home. So I'm like, well, I actually so want true. an idea to come into my head as I leave the door yeah, and so that on my way to the coffee shop, I can do some snaps and do some anchor recordings um, about that content. Mm. And so I'm like, well, how can I do that? So what I did was I did the first 10% was coming up with 300 ideas, mm-hmm. which only took two hours yeah, and then um, got my VA to read through all my scribble on those 300. <laughs> I just did it in a, in a notepad yeah. on a flight and then my VA just put one a day into my calendar for every so day smart. at 7 o'clock Ooh, in the morning. So every so every morning I get a reminder that comes up, your daily topic is this. And so when smart. I leave the leave the house to go to the coffee shop, I've got something I can talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have to talk about that. I might have something else that's fresh yeah. in my mind, but it, like that's just the friction is gone then. Yeah. I have something right then and there. So is that in your Google calendar? Yeah. Cool. So what about like when you're delegating tasks? I think a lot of people, they have fear around – like that they can do the task better and that they can do it better than anybody else. Like, yeah. And I think um, that's a big step, like giving it to somebody else and giving that control away. Like how do you deal with that? Well, it's, it's very simple. You are right. You are right that you can do the task better than the other person. But the question is um, how much 
how much percentage drop off in the task will you accept if it means you can do something else? Yeah. So like I- Instagram, I could probably do a better job yeah. at like all like he makes like little typos, for example, in like the, the words that he puts into my Instagram. And sometimes yeah. I miss it. Sometimes occasionally there'll be a typo go on my Instagram. I could probably avoid that. And yes, I could do a better job if I did the whole thing myself. Mm, yeah. That'd be five hours a week that I'm not spending on something yeah. else. So it's like, well, how, like how much are you, like what can you delegate to get the job done in a satisfactory way that'll that. enable you to do something better and just accept the fact that it's not going to be as good. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's, I think normally that's fine. Like sometimes maybe you won't do a certain task or, Sometimes you will just put inject yourself into the process so that you know that the finished product is going to be as good. Like, for example, with like the ninety ten thing with the Instagram, I'm not going to let him post live on Instagram. Yeah, because I know there's going to be mistakes and it's not going to feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I make sure that I'm part of that process. So yeah. at the point in time when it's about to go live on Instagram, it becomes my job, and there's an app that triggers on my phone that I have to look up and I have to post it myself. Mm-hmm. So um, you can put you can inject yourself into the process at key times, yeah. but you can also accept that the question isn't who can do the job better. The question is how much valuable work can you do as a whole if you embrace automation and delegation yeah. and the answer is always you can do a lot more if you get other people to so help true. Yeah. Oh and gosh, i think I like that. it's like you give up those other tasks to do more important tasks yeah or or do comparable tasks and do more of them yeah like um if i can delegate five hours a week of instagram yeah it means i can del it means i can add five hours a week to anchor yeah, or to yeah. Snapchat, which I wouldn't be doing otherwise. And yeah, now I've yeah. got three yeah, social yeah, media yeah, yeah. channels which, with okay. different levels of engagement. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, j- j- for, for virtually, you know, for a very small amount of money. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. So um, a full time VA is like 400 to $600 a month. Yeah. I mean, people it always ask us that. I'm yeah. Like, and I'm always interested. Like, how much does it actually cost to hire a VA? And I yeah. think, um, like. Well, I pay, my, I pay Francis, um, I think, 600 a month. And I always pay a lot more than. Um, the minimum. Yeah, I know there's people who would pay like two hundred a month, but but to me it's such a small amount of money. And is that, that I want so someone you get good. better work? Well, it, it's like if I find a good person, I'm paying yeah. them whatever yeah, the hell they ask. Them. Yeah, it's such yeah. a small amount of money. Like yeah. four hundred bucks. That's that's selling selling like three memberships in a yeah. month. Yeah, yeah. So, so true. It's, it's, it's nothing, and, and it's I want to keep that person. And yeah. if they're good, I'll pay them. You know, whatever they ask within reason. Yeah. But um, yeah, it could be. It depends on where. This is, I'm talking about the Philippines. It depends on where. But anything from two hundred to probably fifteen hundred a month would be for like ranging from the absolute cheapest person who's like working like right down the south of the Philippines and can get by on that much money through to like maybe a developer in Manila. Yeah. Um would be probably fifteen hundred for like a really good developer. So that's a lot so though, amazing. Actually. Yeah. So so cool. So what cool. about okay, so let's like change the subject a little bit from like these processes, which is so amazing. I'm really inspired and I'm we're so going inspired. to be definitely creating some processes which we'll share more about. I'm, I'm sure very inspired. Soon. It's gonna be amazing. Um let's change to like when you get an idea, because you're an ideas person, Dan. Like you always come out with all these new ideas and it's really cool like to watch and to be part of. Um and then you you implement them. Like for example, like your seven day startup challenge, which you ran in last year was it last year yeah no this year no, this year january january yeah. january oh this gosh. year you had this idea maybe like two weeks before you actually met, brought it to life and then boom here was this challenge well, he, he had three thousand people were subscribed three thousand new opt-ins <laughs> and 
80 new people into your community, paid for. Yeah. For your community, which is kind of amazing. And can I just add that it was like this amazing week filled with like awesome content and super inspiring. I mean, like we launched our podcast that week because it was just like fun to be part of. Yeah, it was like... Uh, it was like being part of a conference online. Yes. I always, whenever I talk about it, I always say it's like going, it was like going to a conference. You got the exact same amount of like, you know, goodness from going to a live conference as going to your live challenge, which was online. So like, how do you go about implementing these projects and not getting overwhelmed? Because it's like, a, it's an additional thing that you already had this full workload and then you've added this new thing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think... Oh, I don't know if I've got a good answer for that. I, I do know that like I'm not that worried about failing anymore because yeah. I've had like so many like disastrous public failures and I've been very open and honest about it and that's kind of like how I've built my audience, just talk, being happy to talk about that and and just getting to the position where like you don't – I put something up on Instagram the other day which is like you're never 100% responsible for your success and mm, you're never 100% that. responsible for your failures yeah. and – I know it's like cool to like take full accountability for what you're doing, but in reality, it's it just doesn't work like that. Like like, there's been so many successful things that I've done that have just kind of happened as mm. a result of other things falling mm-hmm, into place, mm-hmm. and like I can't take full credit for that. And same with failing. Um, I've you know for a year in 2012, I did pretty much exactly the same thing as I did in 2013. 2012, I had 10 customers. 2013, I ended up getting 500 customers. Wow. Um, but just by one small change, like changing what 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 I was offering people, um, that's so. So crazy. it's very random, and I think like you you fail enough, you kind of stop worrying about like like being a failure. Yeah. To me now, it's just it's kind of more like an experiment. It's like yeah, yeah. You actually don't know. I'm I'm completely happy to admit that I I never actually know what's going to happen. I never know what's going to work. I I would just rather try something. Yeah. And if it doesn't work. It actually, like, the, the worst case is it just ends up becoming an interesting piece of content. Mm. Like, when something doesn't work, so I just true. write a post about it or do a podcast yeah. about it, do an interview about it, and just like, this didn't work. Um, you guys can learn from this. Yeah. Um, and just be an open book, and it, and it ends up, and it builds builds trust. And so, I, so I I'm not worried about that. So, I think if people are worried about failing, if that's why they're not doing it, then I don't know how to get over that other than just to listen to what I'm saying to yeah, you and just great advice. don't take it personally and also just to ignore i think there's like this like hidden thing where like if you're in a circle of friends that are more like traditional like working jobs and mm-hmm. stuff that there's always like a weird vibe you get yeah from those people because mm-hmm. they totally. don't really get what you're doing yeah and so you need to i think you need to find a crew of people that don't give you that weird vibe. Yeah. Like I know like in our circles, like we talk about this shit all the time. Yeah. Like we, we could do something and it won't work and it's like, oh, moving on, we'll do something else. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you need to get around those people so you've got that environment where yeah. you can try try and fail and succeed yep. and it's all the mm. same. Yeah. And I think and it is like it's a big deal like I think going from like a normal nine to five job surrounded by those people to leaving that situation um, but not being afraid to like distance yourselves from those people because sometimes it doesn't bring good stuff to your business yeah. or to you personally. And I think um, like they should either understand and like be like empath- What's that word? empathetic empathetic to your situation. And supportive. And supportive. But like <laughs> generally they're not. Like honestly they're really not. 
So I think like it's a it's, very hard thing to understand. I think like yeah, if you look at so. our life now, like what we do, yeah, you're it's kind right. of crazy to most people. Yeah, I know, and, and we forget we it. We forget it's yes. crazy. so normal. And then we talk to people who are doing the same thing as us, and we think it's even more normal. So we're like everybody does what we do, but then oh, you, yeah. and then you forget that people yeah. are actually doing a job that they don't like, nine to five, getting a salary every week. It's yeah, like, like what? Like what's like a salary? Begging for like Friday to come and yeah. like dreading Monday, and it's like I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, I know someone's telling me it was a long weekend. I was like, like, what? Yeah, the irony is all those people that have a holiday at the moment and we're working. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's so working in inverted so commas. Definitely working. Uh, I think, like, yeah, definitely surrounding yourself with those amazing people. Mm. Really good advice. And, um, like, it takes a while to find those people, I think. And, um, like, I guess, like, we've just moved up here and that's kind of what we want to do, like, meet more people not like a huge amount of people, but like more people doing like similar things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's but why we're going to networking events. Even online stuff like now, yeah. like when I go on Snapchat, for example, like the following I'm building there, it's all entrepreneurial people. Like yeah. I'll put yeah. stuff on there and all the information that's coming back to me is all like positive stuff from this entrepreneurial yeah. world where we're like all in it together, all mm. testing, trying different things. And once you have all those inputs coming into you, it just feels a lot more normal to be working on this stuff rather than if you were just getting started and your main source of like input was your close friends that all have jobs and you're not that active in entrepreneurial forums. Like I started out being really active in forums, like like paid entrepreneur forums. And now it's more Facebook groups and social media and Snapchat and Instagram and whatever. But um, even if it's not in in person, in person, obviously there's no replacement for that, but even if it's not in person, you can still you fill still your brain a, yeah. with yeah. like these positive inputs just just through social media. Well, and that's, 100%. that's why we are in like these forums. I mean, we're we in your, your group, forum, yeah, Nathan's, like Nathan's, Chris's, Chris Duckers. like, and it is. It it makes you feel like you're not alone. Like yeah. there's all these other people doing epic stuff too, and you can and, all learn from each and other. And that's when like the support when you do fail, like you get that support. You see yeah. other people failing as well, and you can like I guess like talk about it and you see other people succeeding and how they exactly and and it is a really important thing i think to talk about these failures because like you know generally when you fail that's when you shut down and you bottle up your emotions and then you sort of implode but i think talking about it and for other people like you dan to talk about it like you have helped so many people i'm sure like going through really tough times Mm. which is like pretty amazing that you've done that yeah, I haven't really thought about it. Yeah, yeah it it's is cool. amazing. <laughs> it is. It's so amazing. And so, like, going back to the seven-day startup challenge, because I know you have another one starting soon. What is the date that it opens? Yeah, so April 12th. And um, so the main thing with the seven-day startup is launching a business in yes, seven days, yeah. like a, an online business. But other people, like you guys launched this podcast in the mm-hmm. last one, which yeah. is cool. And other people have launched different projects. I just think it's like for most people – it's just like a it's just like an event where like there's people in my seven day startup group on Facebook. They're just kind of there and they mill around and they listen to what's going on and they're on the fence. But this just re- represents an opportunity where yeah. they can just okay, well, like if if next month you're doing this challenge, that's when I'm going to do it. I'm just going to yeah. turn up this challenge yeah. and launch whatever idea I've, I have, and I'm going to learn like what's the best WordPress themes to use and mm, yeah. how do I set up my WordPress site and like how do I write copy and how do I mm. present my offer? How do I integrate Stripe and just actually set this thing up. And see what happens. And what what often happens from these challenges is people will get their first customers from within the group, mm, yeah. which is really cool. I mean, the thought of like not having a business and then a week later mm, having customers is crazy. pretty crazy. It's so, so cool. And I think, yeah, you're exactly right in that your challenge gives people a deadline because I think when starting your own business, there is no deadline. It's like, well, I'll just start it when I'm ready. And it's like, well, actually – 
you're never ready. And yeah. like, or you're always ready. You're always, like, you're never, yeah, there's you're never a right time yeah. or a wrong time. perfect time. Yeah. yeah, so it's so funny like to think about that. And I think by you hosting this challenge, which is seven days and giving people like, you know, information and support, like it gives them that deadline. It gives them that excitement as well. And it's motivation yeah, to, to see what other people can do, I think. Like, I mean, like seeing the businesses that people launched and like even just like the little things people launched, it was like, whoa, like – a lot can happen in seven days. Yeah, and I think very it's cool. It's also like people really change when they get a paid customer, and that's like my whole thing. It's like, well, I just wasted so much time on assumptions and yeah. over optimizing everything, and just focusing on shit I shouldn't have been worrying yeah. about. And once I once I had the idea that got me a few customers, everything changed. Like yeah. it was like. Now my job is to make these customers happy, work yeah. out how I can get them to refer me to other people. Yeah. That's so true. And then all of a sudden I'm an entrepreneur then, like I'm a business person because yeah. I'm in business, I'm dealing with customers. Yeah. Before that I'm not. I'm just I'm just talking about it. I'm, you know, yeah. wanting, I'm, I'm optimizing stuff that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I want. I want people to do it and get to the point of having customers. And I think when you do that, you kind of skip this whole phase of like, is this a good idea? Like, can yeah. I do this? Or like, is this a valid idea? Yeah. Um, and just like skip that and just go straight into yeah. being an entrepreneur. Yeah, because there's so much talk about like validation, validation these days, like and validating your idea before, you know, you go out to the big wide world. Yeah. But I, but love- I love that your concept is sort of like, no, just give it a try, see if people want it, see if people need it, see if people are going to pay you and yeah. then develop it and make it the best thing ever. Yeah, I think it's like it's funny because like all the people that are talking about like validating their ideas, yeah. all of those ideas have already been validated. Like you yeah. can see like people are trying to validate, I've got this podcast editing service, I need to validate that. And it's like, well, there's other podcast editing services out there that are making money. There's nothing invalid about it. It's so yeah. perfectly valid. It's just the question is whether you can yeah. actually do it and get customers. There's nothing yeah. to validate. So, so um, true. And that's pretty much like, okay, in the like the startup world where you've got ultimate funding and you're like yeah. doing these crazy experiments, that yeah. might be the place for validation. But in yeah. our world of like self-funded startups yeah. and services, yeah. businesses and memberships, it's all valid. Yeah. It's just so a true. case of whether or not you can actually get the customers. Can you present your idea, yep. present your marketing in a way that like gets people's attention, builds their trust enough to want to pay you? Can you actually make your customers happy so they want to refer you? Yeah. It's all, none of that stuff's got anything to do with validation. It's like, can you run this business and can you it's attract crazy. customers? Yeah, it's, when you I put think, it that way. And I think the amazing. amount of overthinking that people do, I think one thing that Carla and I are very lucky is that we were always naive. Like naivety is what got us like that helped us a huge amount when you yeah. say like, I mean, we had no idea how many online blog and recipe stuff there were was. Like if we did know that, I'm sure we would have got scared and been like, oh, there's too much competition. It's been done before, yeah. 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 Like I have no yeah. doubt. And even, like, but we thought we were the only ones. No, we, we thought there were a couple <laughs> others. Seriously, so we were like, though. wow, like we're really like, but, like out there. I think like just not overthinking and not thinking that you might not work. Like just being like, I'm going to, this is going to work. Like I'm going to make this work no matter what. Mm. If it doesn't work the way I'm going, I'm going to try another way. Like going to pivot. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pivots are interesting in business. I reckon like when you're going one way and then you go a different way and then you're like, Oh, actually I got to where I was going to be, but I didn't think that was how I was going to get there. Well, like that's what they always say. Like the process doesn't matter really. Like, you know Mm. where you're going and it can change. Like, but yeah, you, you need have to that find like go- that traction and sometimes like you guys had that with Instagram um, and your content and like certain posts get certain traction. Yeah. yeah, A lot of people just they don't get to that point of traction so they really don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, that's why I think mm. if you can like with the things that have gone well for me, 
the only reason they've gone like really well is because they went real well to a small degree and mm. then I just kept doing more of it. Mm. Um, so, and I tested so many things. Like I had so many different ways of doing content, so many different businesses. Mm. Like I'm going to actually, for a presentation I'm working on at the end of the year, I'm going to go back through and find all of the businesses I've started and then wow. put the logos up. And I don't know how many there's going to be, but there's going to be lots. Oh my God, that would be so cool. Yeah. And I'm so I'm excited, so excited to, watch to hear that. that. That's, That's going to be amazing. It. Yeah. It'll be fun. So, yeah. but I think the point is like, it's it's when you do get that traction, it's like you know because it takes off. But until you get it, you don't actually know. Like, yeah. am I doing the right thing? I don't know. So that's why if you launch really quickly, you can just test out a whole bunch mm. of ideas, and eventually you're going to do something that is like, oh, hang on a second, this is actually working. Like, this yeah. is really taking off. And so yeah, so I like that point of doing more of what's working. Yeah, I think that's and taking of, note of what's yeah, working. Yeah, I think that's such a good message of yours, Dan, and that's really helped us as well. To- so like, much, even like with our content and stuff. Yeah. It's like okay, let's actually look at our analytics and see what people are loving and like what's getting the most amount of shares, and maybe we should do more of that or more like like yeah. like you know similar. Um, yeah, that so definitely I think that's has such good us. advice. Well, this happens all the time. That's like I said before. Like I don't, I can never really predict what's going to happen. Like we did the podcast before where we live streamed it on Facebook, and we're all like, "Is anyone watching this?" And then at the end of it, we're like, this had 6,000 reach yeah. and there was like 2,000 people watching it. That's kind of crazy. crazy. Yeah. 2,000 people. Like imagine having 2,000 people in a room. Yeah. yeah. A lot like, of people. That's like a whole conference and they were just watching us in this podcast Yeah. Room. And how long have we been creating content for? You'd think we would know when something's going to be good and when something's not going to be good, but you just don't know. Never. So yeah, experiment lots yeah. and when something is working and I think go off like try to, I try to avoid going off numbers yes i was gonna ask you about that yeah because let's talk about that numbers i want to talk about numbers well i think people i think people like focus on the wrong numbers yeah Mm. and oh my gosh yes let's talk about this okay (laughs) so what are the right numbers like well i think like with when you're getting started it's not about numbers I i think it's more about like so we can talk about business or we can talk about content i like talking about content so let's talk about that content let's do it um so like when I originally do content, it'd be like, well, how many views did I get? But mm. then I realized that it wasn't really, the amount of views wasn't really like that indicative of the content that was really connecting with people. Mm. And so then I sort of started thinking, well, like what's the stuff that people come up to me and tell me mm. is having a really big impact for them? And the first example was like when I told my story of being like an agency owner and I couldn't make a profit and I couldn't work it out. So I scrapped it and started WP Curve yeah. as a subscription and built up something that was going to be profitable. And um, a lady, like this is the first first conference I spoke at, a lady came up and she just said like, you've like changed my life. Like I felt, felt like you were telling that story about me. Like that was wow. really powerful. I'm like, shit, I'd never even thought that was like a good mm. story. And ever since then, like I've told that story so many times. Like I've written a book about it. Yeah. I've spoken at conferences about it. Oh, I'm telling it again now. Like because I know that that got traction. Like no analytics would have ever told me that. Yeah. Um, and the same as podcasts. Like we talked about podcasts um, the analytics on podcasts, like my podcast, the beer one, are really bad. Mm. Like I do it, so I've got Black Ops Brewery, which is not—it's not very merry, as in like not very paleo. But it's following your beers. bliss. It's following my bliss. Yeah, You're very passionate about beer. Yes, um, and that podcast. And you like, might create a gluten-free beer, maybe, and gluten-free ginger beer. We'll see. Merry ginger beer. Merry ginger beer. <laughs> Yay, gluten-free. I didn't. I didn't agree to that. But yeah, but it's what I'm saying with so with the podcast, like we don't get many downloads on that podcast. Like the stats are pretty bad. But like we went to an event the other night, and 
presented about like how to build a brewery and at least 10 people out of the 100 people that were there came up to us and told us they listened to every one of our episodes. Yeah. And so like I know that that, like I know like lots of people follow us on Instagram and people follow us on Twitter, but I know the stuff that is really having an impact is the podcast yeah, and I never would yeah. know that if I only looked at the, num- at the numbers. Yeah, that's so, so true. true. And I think that's a lot like our podcast as well. I mean like if we just looked at the numbers, it's like is this even like worthwhile doing? Like is this like a good use of our well, we time? We don't even know what good numbers are really. Exactly. But well, good numbers are like, you know, like tens of thousands. Yeah. We're not getting anywhere close to that. But we get emails from the people listening saying how like, good the content is and like how much they're yeah. enjoying it so it's like well that like makes it worthwhile if well the fact is it's just beginning so yes, it's just gonna yeah. grow and that's gonna just get and, and it also it, it puts you like if you, if you focus on not the and maybe maybe you do have some numbers that can be an indicator of the traction of something but if you're focusing on the wrong numbers um I, I think you end up doing the wrong things yeah. yeah so like I've got an example in my book the seven day startup where I talk about all these, I was trying to validate my idea of this software analytics startup mm. I was working on and all the numbers I was looking at, it was like things like I surveyed people and said like, if I built this feature, would you buy it? And that was like validation. That was like how you built mm. validated businesses. And and everyone was like, like 44% of people like, yeah, no, I'd definitely buy this. So I'm like, well, wow, that's a very good number. Like, mm. and, and the conversions on my landing page is like, if I build this, would you would you um, sign up? And it was like converting at 30%. It's like, shit, people really want this. But then yeah. I built it and no one used it and no mm. one bought it. And so like what am I going to pay attention to? The numbers that say that people will buy it or what people are actually doing yeah. and and, I'm, and people weren't buying it. People weren't even using it. That's yeah. crazy. So Amazing. you got to look at behavior, I think. And if, if the analytics are smart enough to get to the behavior, then that's that's good. Like tweets used to be a good one. I used to look at tweets because that gets to – like people's willingness to share, mm. um, which is a behavior you want for content. You want, you want it to be shareable. Yeah. But Twitter's just a mess now. They don't even show you how many tweets they do and it's all automatic anyway. Yeah. Um, so, But if the analytics do give you an, uh, an idea of the behavior, like maybe heat maps or conversions on pricing pages, like those kind of analytics can, yeah. can be okay. But if it's just looking at like raw numbers, like how many followers you've got or something yeah. like that, I think it, it's, it's going to end up like distracting you from yeah. more valuable, impactful stuff. I, I think, think that is such a good lesson, especially like if you're just starting out in the content creation world, blogging world. I mean, it like what do we all aim to get when we're just starting blogging? It's follower numbers. It's views on our websites. And I think like to change our perspective around that, I think is total game changer. Yeah. Yeah, or, I know. I'm sick of the follower talk. I'm sick of. I'm so sick of talking about numbers and followers. <laughs> well, it's going to be good because this conference. I can't talk about what conference is. It's going to be fun though because when I had to fill in the form, like all the questions were, "How many followers do you have on these platforms?" And I'm answering saying, "I've got bugger all followers on all the platforms, and you shouldn't care anyway." Yeah. yeah. Because like I'm making a lot of money from my content. Yeah. yeah. And Isn't that you don't amazing? need a shitload of con- uh, yeah. followers to to have a good business that is built through content. Like yeah. all we do is content yeah. and we don't have more than 5,000 followers it's on amazing. any single social it's media so, platform. And so I think amazing. like something that I first heard from you actually, Dan, was like the whole vanity metrics thing. Like that is what the Instagram followers are. It's just to, you look good. Yeah. It's like I have 100,000 followers. You look, I look good for good. the second that someone's on your feed. Exactly. Like yeah. what are they going to do next though? What like, if they, the... yeah, what if they're not even consuming your content? You're not making an impact on those 100,000. They liked your page a year ago, but they haven't looked at your content. Like what is the point of that? Yeah. And and it's also comparing like 
it's it's just such a dodgy number to look at yeah. because people have all sorts of weird ways of like getting followers to yeah. their account. And so, some of these accounts that have heaps and heaps of followers, just they have no connection with their yeah. community. Like it, it's literally so just true. like random quotes with like famous looking, yeah. like famous people and cheesy images. Like, like there's actually no connection between yeah. the audience and that account. Yeah. So like they're not, they're not going to be able to build a good business off that so no matter true. how many followers they have. Yeah. So I think like for doing content, you need to be looking for some kind of connection. Like what, what brand are you building that people can relate to? Yeah. What story you're yes. telling that people can connect yes. with? Um, what value are you giving that people can actually take away and use and apply for themselves? And and generally it's not metrics that will tell you that. It's normally like like conversations or like comments or, um, you know, uh, for social media groups or forums where people are talking about it yeah. um, or like live chat widgets where people are telling you like, oh, you know, I love this thing. It's it's just communication. Um, when you get more to scale, I think like like when you get – when you know exactly what you're doing and you know exactly what sort of content you want to put out and you just want to do more of it, that's when I think like numbers become more mm. valuable. Um, mm. But for most of my community, like people doing seven-day startup challenge, it's just a big distraction. So, so I, don't, I don't talk about numbers much in that at all. I just talk about getting to launch and then um, trying to get your first customer. If you can't get your first customer, get your first free customer yeah. and work for them and at least start doing real work yeah. Yeah. and getting a real testimonial, building yeah. up some Love sort of it. proof and then work your way to get your first paid customer yeah. and just start being an entrepreneur instead of messing around with vanity yeah. metrics. I love that Love the testimonials. So best, like with the, the seven-day, I guess, challenge, like what is what are the steps that you take the, the challenges through when you when they start? Like what's day one like? Like what are the what you know how I know that one day is like launch your website sort of thing. Yeah. So like what do you what do the people actually do in their challenge? Well I've so I've, it's gonna be different each time because I'm just testing it. Last challenge I had like a whole range of guest speakers, which yeah. was pretty epic, but I think it was like a bit of a distraction for, for people actually launching something. Yeah, so, it was good for like it was like I reckon it was, it was a good way to start the challenge yeah, series. It went off though, the wasn't it? Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, and like I learned so much, and it was very exciting. It was just exciting. And now that content, excited. that content you can reuse yourself as well. Like you've put it into your um your pro community yeah. for reuse yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah, I think it was an awesome way to say, hey, this is what's happening and now everyone's going to remember that forever. Yeah. Th- this time I really want to focus in on like, okay, so like day one is, is coming up with an idea. Um, here's the criteria for coming up with a good business idea. What, is, what are the ideas you have um, and which one best meets this criteria? Mm. And then we're going to be doing it on Blab. So come so on the cool. Blab call, announce what – what you're tossing up between, like mm. what ideas you're tossing up between. We can all talk about like Love which it. one meets the criteria better than the next one mm. and we can be active in the group and be and just by the end of the day choose one and just focus really hard on actually doing those tasks. That's such a um, I think before I was too focused on like getting shitloads of people into it, which was mm. cool, um, but now I want to make sure that like we're getting people to launch something. Yeah. And I, I really want to make sure like if, if people do the challenge, the end of the week I want them to launch something. Mm. Um, and so the other thing I'm doing, this one is having like an elite membership where you pay a hundred dollars and you get hands-on support from me. Such a good idea. Um, so people who aren't like technical and not going to be able to do it all themselves are going to have like lots of extra questions and going to want to get access to me. Um, and so they can pay a hundred bucks and, and get like an additional level of support, which to me, because they're committing the money, I think they're much more likely to actually launch something at the end. Yeah, so these yeah. are all things I'm trying to – like Like the goal is to increase the amount of people that launch projects because yeah, anyone that yeah. launches something, their life is fundamentally changed. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're having real impact and, and they're going to spread the word and so that's the whole point of it. 
Very cool. So I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm I think. Really are we going to launch a project? Well, I want to. You have to now. Yeah, I know. We I just think about something. We have. We have we, a few ideas. We just need to decide which one. Yeah. So well, we'll I guess we do that on day one. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So we can have the ideas we'll ready. We'll have the ideas, and then we'll get on the blab, and then we'll decide what we're going to bloody launch. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, I'm. <laughs> so I last time I relaunched my seven day startup pro membership and so like completely cool. redid it and sold a bunch, like sold like eighty nine or something. So amazing. Amazing. Thing, which is cool. But this time, because I, th- I was thinking about doing a podcast, but this time I think I'll do a podcast unless I have another idea before then. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'll do a podcast and then so I can do that during the challenge and so I can participate in it. And at least so I'm like cool. doing, like re- educating people at the same time as actually doing it myself. So I'm learning how the process works, you know, from a participant and point like of view as well. showing people that it can be done. Yeah, so yeah, I better do like it. proof in the chia pudding. So where can people go when they want to sign up? Because like they can sign up right now. Yes, sevendaystartup.com. Boom, everybody. What URL? If you're listening and you're thinking about starting a business, starting a project, can highly recommend joining the challenge. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, we're going to be there like in the community. Adding our merry two cents. <laughs> <laughs> Just having fun. And having fun. Launching so projects. We're right, super pumped. It's going to be so, so, so amazing. I think I have another question though about like um, how you – because you have three businesses, Dan, going at the moment. Yeah. Like how do you keep on top of all of your to-dos personally? Um, <laughs> probably the main way is just having having the triggers set up so that it's other people's job to yeah. make sure that I get certain so stuff cool. done. That's so cool. So like, so so for example, like if with our weekly email newsletter with Curve, um, I, I make it clear that it's not my job to do that. Like I've got someone else that I'm paying to do the content. It's their job to do it. If they don't do it, like they're in trouble. It's their mm, thing. Yeah. Um, and but if it's something that I have to do, then it becomes their job to make sure I do it. Yeah. Which is challenging for them, but that's just the nature of when you're dealing with a busy person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I try to do that, as, and I use like my VA as much as possible for that. I use um, a certain amount of like automation reminders and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, and I guess I, I generally don't feel like I do the best job at it, but I think that's kind of part and parcel of being an entrepreneur. Like you always think you can do better. Yeah. But I think I'm doing okay. I think I could do a little bit better. I think you're doing pretty awesome. I think you're doing amazing. <laughs> I think it's cool. What about like um? because I like talking about tools and I know people like to hear about tools, like when you're um, brainstorming something new or like you're coming up with some, a new idea or your content, for instance, like yeah. where do you put that? Like once you've like scribbled it down on a note, then what do you do, do with you that? Do you use a notepad? Real well, life I was notepad? just like thinking well, I, I when did, he did on that on the yeah. plane. Yeah, I, for those ideas I yeah. did, but I, yeah. I don't what normally. What do you normally do? I, th- I just thought it would be really useful for that exercise because yeah. I had to like write like 300 ideas. Yeah, and you can just scribble. And you just scribble, yeah. but that's rare for me to do that. I, I, well, I do whiteboard sometimes. but normally, normally I'm an online person. Yeah. So yeah. Actually, I'm really liking the audio now because if yeah. I think of something, like yep. I could write down like a headline for a post, but someone's going to have to write that post and yeah. it's so easy for me to just like sit out the front. Like I live on the beach, so I just like literally sit under the tree so on the nice. beach and then record these ideas into <laughs> so the audio cool. and it automatically goes into Trello and then becomes yes. an idea for my guy. So Definitely I like doing that. Amazing. Love that. We've yeah. been doing that with like our like brainstorms. brainstorms. We just like think like the other day we were at lunch, delicious lunch, and we were like just talking about our new opt-in and it was like, oh gosh, we should record this. Like these are brilliant ideas. So we yeah. just got the like iPhone recorder, recorded the whole thing. Yeah, instead so, of being like, oh, this is what we should do for day one. Oh yeah, let's write that down. 
I so mean, we just recorded we, the whole like saying, thing. It's saying yeah. it and then writing it, whereas we just say, oh, we should do this for day one, and it was recorded, and there it was, and boom. Yeah, so you could easily, so that's something you could, you could use a VA for easily. Yeah. Like you could easily have it automatically set up so that it syncs. When you put it into that Dropbox folder, it syncs into Trello. Your VA sees that's in his or her task list, and it's their job to transcribe it and then give it back to you in written form. So wow. you can then copy and paste mm. it into a blog post, or you can yeah. you know chop it up into your own Trello list of things to do or whatever. Or make your funnel. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. And what are you? What are your other tools that you like to use, like during your oh, day to day? The other thing I was going to say is just not really a tool, but just making it someone else's job. So with the content ideas for WP Curve, for example, we've got a process every month. We email the guest writers, mm-hmm. and we say like, "What ideas do you have to publish on the WP Curve blog this month?" And so they suggest all the ideas. Oh wow! And we also have a thing called Hotjar on our blog where we can turn Ooh, on and off yeah. if we're short of ideas. We turn that on and people who visit the blog, they put the ideas in there. Hot jar, yeah. I've heard that so many times. I love hot jar. Because someone talked about it at the conference we were at. I think um, Jada was talking about hot jar. Oh, yeah. It does actually lots and lots of different things. But one thing it does is like a little feedback thing that says what what content would you like us to write. Oh, yeah. We should add that. about it like what's your biggest struggle, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a common one. Yeah. Yeah. but if you so with WP Curve, for example, like we're really focusing on really deep, high quality content yes. at the moment, and we're only doing one post a week. Yeah, and it's only once insanely a month that we choose these content. ideas. It's insanely like, but good they're content. like the blog posts are epic, yeah. like really good blog posts. So I want them to be really, really good. So, but anyway, so from like an idea generation point of view, there's only once a month we have to do that. If we only have to have four blog posts, yeah, wow. we can brainstorm once a month. And between like guest writers submitting it's ideas, amazing. me coming up with ideas, Vinay, the content manager coming up with ideas, Oscar, the growth guy coming up with ideas, Hotjar ideas from customers. <laughs> between all of those, we've, we've got 60 to 100 ideas. Out of which all we have to do is have one meeting to choose four of them. Oh my gosh. Can so, I how do you go back? Pick? Wait, I know this is totally off topic, but can I, Oscar, the growth guy, that just reminded me of Oscar, <laughs> Oscar the, the growth. <laughs> Sesame Street. <laughs> all right. I'll, t- I'll get a meeting with him in 30 minutes. So. <laughs> I'm going to tell him Oscar that. Oscar the growth guy. <laughs> I love it. That is so freaking wow. awesome. And like I hope everyone at home is inspired because I'm, I'm definitely inspired. Do you know what I think is just super inspiring is like like Dan started this. Like Dan yeah. started WP Curve. It was just you. And like when was this? Uh, 2013. Yeah, so three yeah. years ago. And like to hear what the kind of scale that it's at now with like, you know, a content manager like and the big team and your yeah everything that's just million happened dollar million dollar run, run rate, rate in USD USD um, <laughs> like it's just really really inspiring and yeah to hear like the behind the the scene stuff I think is really important for all of us up and coming entrepreneurs to kind of understand okay maybe that's our next step in how we can scale up and how we can get more time it's like getting your time back to better spend it elsewhere yeah. And it was started in seven days too. So that works. <laughs> it was. WP Curve started in seven days. Amazing. You can read about Take it. Take action. In the seven-day startup book. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I think that this has been such a great – So much fun. Such a great interview. So much fun talking about getting shit done and taking action. Dan, is there anything else you want to add that you think would be, you know, super important for our people to know? Um, no, but if you guys have any questions for me, you can snap me at the Dan Norris. Or just hit me up on any social media channel. And if you've got like specific questions, I'll always answer them. So Yay. that will be fun. Because Dan's Thanks, super, Dan. super generous. And last but not least, let's still ask the question that we always ask during our interviews. What is the one mantra, Dan, <gasps> you're living by right this moment today? Oh, I'd have to say get shit done. It's written behind me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very on topic. Very it's on cool. my wall. Definitely on topic. <laughs>
guys, we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this Hashtag Mary Miz podcast episode. It's been super fun being live all together. It's been fun, like, smiling at each other and being like, <laughs> <laughs> like laughing and things, taking sips of water. It's kind of bizarre. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been absolutely, absolutely fun. And... <laughs> If you would like to tell us what subject you want us to cover next time, please email us at bliss at themerrymakersisters.com because we want to hear what you guys want to hear. And we love reading your emails. Yeah, we really do. And so do email us. Or Snapchat. Whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys soon. Bye. 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 Bye.